The job. The stress. We are, there is an active shooter working at Douglas. Multiple gunshots are being fired. Politics. Politics. Pressure. Pressure. Get out of here. We got a guy with a long rifle. We don't know where the hell he's at. Fear. Survival. Control 765, I need the radio for a minute. Be advised, we are taking fire from a very high floor. We believe it's possibly coming from the Mandalay Bay. And we get it. And we have to do better. The truth behind the badge. Presented by the Team South Florida Law Enforcement Charity. The comments that we need to hit on. Um, so a bunch of people were kind of asking us some, some key point questions, but it was more so along the line. You know, some people were kind of agreeing with some of the stuff that we were saying. Um, one, one good question that I saw on there um, was, it was actually the one you pinned. I'm having a hard time remembering what, what specifically, it, it, was, it was the comments that, comments towards something, but I kind of, I really forgot. Um, but most people are kind of agreeing what we're talking about. Um, there's some people on there, just kind of give you a brief, some people are kind of going a little bit off topic talking about other things you know qualified immunity which those are some things we can do in the future um and guys if we don't get to your questions or comments it's not that we're just trying to be disrespectful we got a lot of people kind of ch chime in and join in and we want to be respectful to get their voices and opinions out as well mm -hmm. so we're not ignoring you so keep dropping those those uh those questions i'm looking i can't pin them because rich is the host but keep on posting and, we'll make and sure i can't i can't see them without these here's the comment i want to say it was from Cornell. Cornell said, "It's six foot five, three hundred pounds. You didn't need no damn taser anyway." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. true. One of one of the I comments the from uh, one of the comments was from uh, Leo wife Miss Forty Four Twenty. She said something along the lines of 26 year veteran law enforcement officer and how terrible it is." And I couldn't agree more with her. I mean, yeah. this is absolutely terrible. I think we can all agree she had that officer had no intention on killing this man um and, and before you go on that rich that's the one thing that i wanted to say because that was the comment that i saw so many people unfortunately because this was a white officer and an african-american male it's going and he was unarmed people are going to naturally try to put it into the narrative of unarmed race, officer race, killed race, black right. man that's going to happen right, nationally right. because of the makeup there is zero and i mean zero evidence that this was race related none at all and I'm not back. I'm not. I'm not trying to excuse the officer what she did because she made a You're fatal right. mistake. Hey, we don't know You're what right. that, that officer could be married to a black man and have mixed kids for all we know. We don't know what yeah. the makeup is. Question, Jr. Honest question, and, and I like that we can have this dialogue. Mm -hmm. If that suspect victim, we can call him now regarding mm -hmm. what happened. If this person was white, would we even be hearing about this? We wouldn't be hearing about it all, man. The only reason we are hearing about this is because it fits the media narrative that law enforcement are demon, we're racist, and we are out to hunt and kill black people. That's the only reason that it's fitting the narrative. The only reason that it fits. If it's not white killing black, nobody wants to hear about it, bro. Nobody wants to talk about that. We just, no. we just had Sierra Beach, Florida, we just had a seven-year-old shot and killed. That's His right. mother shot. I mean, if, there, if there's a Black Lives Matter thing or an outrage or a protest or a riot, that's a damn reason to riot and get upset at a seven-year-old. Yeah. You know? That hits home yeah. for everybody. What's everybody, up? Everybody, man. How are you? What's going on, Thanks. guys? What's Thanks going on? For us. What's up? Hey, appreciate all your words. You guys are doing great things. Thank you, Appreciate Thank all you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm a police officer in Illinois right now. I've uh, been on for about six mm. years. Um, I know Rich from the military, so shout out to okay. Rich. He's been doing some big things. He prepped, prepped a lot for this, so. 
Um, yeah, I think that everything everything that you guys have, have talked about is is positive in a lot of ways. Um, I think that one thing that um, the latest that that got put on discussed, I think deserves a lot more time. I think the mental health aspect and the ability to understand understand your mind, you know, as a police officer and a, and a patrol unit. I don't know if he works nights. I don't know if he works afternoons. That's I don't know if you guys have any pulse on like what shift he works, but if if he if he were to be a little bit more open on you know what what are what are his issues and what he needs to do, then maybe we could actually learn something moving forward because that's that's a good point. Um, tunnel vision is a real thing. I mean, let's face it when you when you when you hit tunnel vision, there's there comes a point where either you got it or you don't. You have to flip that switch to okay, it's verbal judo or we're in it and right. it's it's not easy to just flip that switch and and turn off from okay i got a felony stop to okay maybe this guy's a, a lieutenant in the army and i need to first incident and i think you're you're right that we should probably dissect where he was at mentally and all that stuff um going back to the the other incident though i just remembered one of the other comments jr somebody had mentioned what and i don't have the answer to this somebody had asked what information they knew um, in Brooklyn City. That was the question. That was it. Uh, yeah. And and I would tell you that would change your level of stress. Go ahead, Angel. So they knew he had a warrant for aggravated robbery. They knew he had a warrant for uh, failure to appear on a on a on a gun charge. Okay. Um let's assume that all they knew was the aggravated robbery. Throw the gun charge out the window. Guess what you need for an aggravated robbery? Right. At the very least, you need force. You need physical force. OK. Mm -hmm. They also mentioned that he fought the police mm -hmm. the first time. That was part of the warrant. I'm sure dispatch read that out. Can I be a thousand percent sure? No. But I know my dispatch would have told me that. And your dispatch would have probably told you to say the guy's a cop fighter. Related is supposed to be conveyed. Sure. The guy's a cop fighter. So, you know, chances are he's going to fight. That's why I tell I used to speak to all the rookie officers. If you got it, if you tell somebody something once, don't tell them twice because you're going to make my job 10 times harder when I run into him a week later and he says, you know what? These cops are full of shit. Mm -hmm. this, cop told me to, this cop told me to get off the corner. And he was going to lock me up and he didn't do shit. What is Masonette going to do to me? Masonette ain't going to do shit to me. No, right? Nothing. Because yeah. so, so another, another component of this is don't make promises you can't keep. When yep. you're interacting with people on the street, and if you say, I come back here in 20 minutes, I'm busting everybody's ass. You better come back. You now. better come back. You better come ass. back. Right. You better come you better back. Come busting back ass. Ass. Don't make promises you can't keep because you're making the next officer's interaction with this person 10 times, 100 times harder. Hey, and I want to get bad quick. I want to touch on a comment because right I did something as a as a white male police officer. We did a podcast going back quite, quite a while back. Uh, I reached out to a friend of mine, Sam. He's a black male, military veteran, police officer. And I said, let's do this podcast together because there's things that I can't relate to as a white male that you can as a black male. So this guy, Brett, puts this question. What if the officer was African-American? So we sat down with we sat down with a black female who is absolutely petrified of law enforcement. And Sam had asked her, Sam said, have you ever been mistreated? Has it? No, no, no. Why are you so scared? 
I don't know. It's just what I see, what I hear. I'm just afraid that I'm going to get shot. Sam took it a step further and said, you plus anything even in County, Florida, where a law enforcement officer has done something like that, an excessive force, a critical incident that's been controversial, etc." She said, no. So Sam said, well, I'm a black police officer. What about me if I pull you over? And, and Brett, I'm glad you asked this because you just reminded me of this, and I was blown away. She actually looked Sam square in the eye and said, when you're wearing that uniform, you're not black, Sam. You're not white, Sam. You're a police officer. And I look at you as a cop. And Sam's like, Sam was like blown away. I'm still, a, I'm still a person. I'm a human. I'm a man. JR, no, no, you're not. You're not. You're, you're, that, that blew me away. You're not. You're working, you're working for the man. And you're a sellout. A lot of people, and I said this before, and JR mentioned it as well. You're not black. You're not Puerto Rican. You're working for the man, and you're sucking the man's you-know-what. That's that's what I hear from from Puerto Ricans and black people that I grew up with that tell me, yeah, you forgot where you came from. Yep. Okay? It, it's it's there, there could be nothing further from the truth. Nothing further. The, the fact that I know my culture, and I can respond to a noise complaint, or I could respond, I know that when I go into a bodega, and the bodega owner is screaming at me, in Spanish or in broken English, I know that he's not screaming at me. I know that's the way he expresses himself because he's from the islands. He's mm -hmm. not, I don't take it personal. So- Angel, look at this comment over here. Wrong address, etc. I only found out about the robbery today. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. People don't even know all the details because of what gets put out. Oh, yep. right, right. Crazy. Hey. They, they don't know that and, and that that stuff is important, man. Like that that affects because my thing is, and we can we can go back and forth. Hindsight twenty twenty Monday morning quarterback about the tactics because I believe that you know you like to think us four sitting here, if we stop the vehicle, we run the tags, it comes back to an individual, we run the information, comes back, hey, communication tells you this guy's wanted. We're not just gonna walk up there willy nilly, especially for aggravate aggravate. We're, at that point, I'm gonna do a family family stop. At that point, I'm gonna do a felony stop. At that point, I know the person in the car is wanted. I'm not just gonna roll up there willy nilly. But I, it's easy for me to say that now. But we don't know what happened. We don't know if they stopped the car because I'm hearing it was because I heard. I don't know if it's true, so I haven't spoken on it. That it was because there was air fresheners hanging no. in the window or something. There's, I there's, there's. You're right. They, that did come out, but there's clips of her right before she shoots him, and you see his rearview mirror, and there's a string. Hanging from it, there's no air freshener. No air so, freshener. See, that's and that's the no thing. That's freshener. why you cannot believe everything you see. You, you know what I mean? Can't. You can't believe everything you, you see and hear in the media. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of comments about accountability in the media, and that's going to go right to the next topic where we we move on to that. But uh, the media wants to paint him as the innocent, unarmed victim who's just hanging air fresheners in a mirror. The media is the biggest problem. How they labor stuff. How they label stuff. What they say. How many of us have worked a scene and read the story later only to see the details? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Angel, yep. that's from one of your New Yorkers, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, he's he or she is uh, she. 100%. I would go to, I would be working a homicide, and the next morning I would read the paper, and I'd be like, what the hell? Listen, my case, if you follow me on Twitter, I break down my case where I told you where we foiled uh, the terrorist attack in New York City. The, the, the Daily News made me out to be some bumbling idiot who gave up the plot and almost blew the whole thing because I was cooperate or I somehow cooperated with this terrorist and I was trying to let him know we were on to him. They completely flipped. I, I swear this is, 
11 years later and I'm still thinking about suing them for defamation because the media takes stuff and they just twist it so they can at that time sell papers or get hits on their website. That's all they care about. I'm having a hard time keeping up with the comments, but I want to get a lot of them. Some of them real good. Uh, (coughs) Well, let me get this one real quick. Issues here from IJR. You're not JR. I got JR right here. I'm the only JR, bro. Come on now. <laughs> the, uh, the issues here is a lack of self-accountability within our civilian society. Everyone wants to pass the buck onto someone else instead of taking responsibility for their own actions. I couldn't agree more. And I've said that from day one. I, I keep preaching. We make mistakes. We're human. But 99.9% of these incidents, if you have somebody that complies, you don't even have this discussion. Right. So. That's my two cents on that. Everybody. And, and go ahead. Let me hold on before you get to your next comment, because I, I see a lot of people saying that. Just comply. Just comply. Just comply. Guys, in a perfect world, I'm going to I'm gonna say this because I want to be realistic because I've heard a lot of pro cop pages. I've heard a lot of people talk about just comply, just comply, just comply. We know in a perfect world, if everybody complied, our jobs would be 100 percent easy. But this is not a perfect world. Well, we wouldn't know. People are, are going to be scared. People are going to run. People are going to make mistakes. Even the people who resist. Sometimes I believe that's a mistake that they made that they wish they hadn't done. Now we know that that kid should have complied. And if he would have complied, he would have lived. But we've also seen cases where people have complied and still been killed. So you just can't say comply and everything's going to be okay. Now I will say that you have a way better chance of surviving if you comply. That's, that's true. The point. You just can't say 100% if you comply, point. nothing's going to happen. What we, what we can do is look at this specific incident, right? To your point, JR. Right. And, and I said it before in the beginning, you know, non-compliance never works. Compliance yes. works 99% of the time. Uh, yep. we, we saw what happened. Um, uh, I forgot what the young man's name was, where his girlfriend was on Facebook Live after he got, oh, it was Philando Castile. Philando Castile, right? mm-hmm. yeah. Horrible, yeah. horrible situation. He complied and he died, right? Horrible, mm-hmm. it was horrible. Yep. So yeah, compliance doesn't lead to no nothing happening. Um, but 99% of the time, it does. Again, 10 million arrests a year, 850,000 sworn law enforcement officers in this country. Okay, one mistake is one too many, but it happens. We're a microcosm of society. We don't right. hire robots. We hire humans. Humans, the police department is made up of humans, which is a microcosm of society. People screw up. People make mistakes. This was a fatal one. This yep. specific incident, we could say, if we want to go with the fallacy of the predetermined outcome, if he would have complied, he would have got cuffed, he would have got booked, and chances are he probably would have been out a couple of hours later, right? Right. Because, right. because the criminals um, aren't being kept behind bars, which is mm-hmm. a whole other issue. We could do me, 10 me, hours on that. Let me touch on uh, CoverGirl 1908 over here, because uh, I can guarantee you nobody, none of us are going to shy away from any conversation here. So uh, Kim Potter was the officer that notified my family of a deceased family member. Very sorry about that. Residing right where this is all happening. This is close to home and I try to hear all sides. Kudos to you. Good job for trying to hear all sides. And that's what we're trying to present from a law enforcement perspective and also humans. Some of us are fathers. I mean, you know, you got that as well. And believe me, we got that. Now, what I pick from you is I respect for, uh, I have respect for you, have nothing against you and appreciate the discussion. I have noticed, though, there isn't any expression regarding Dante's life being taken. Lots of defense for police. I don't know if you missed it earlier, but I'm going to tell you right now, not a single one of us did not have remorse for his life being taken. Not a single one of us said there was intention on killing him. And nobody's sticking up for the officer. We could still feel bad. It's my personal opinion that 
everybody in the incidents involved were wrong. Yep. The first incident we spoke to with, with the Army veteran, he made mistakes. The two officers involved there, they made mistakes. The tactics on the incident in Brooklyn City, Dante made mistakes. The officers made mistakes. I mean, I, I just respectfully disagree with you on that one that there's no remorse. And uh, Mr. J.R. Ryan even said something earlier on it. He didn't deserve, he did not deserve to die, no. right? Um, he, we said it before. He was somebody's child, somebody's father. There, there is no, no cop goes to work wanting to kill somebody, okay? Not in my experience in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I've never met a cop who, I, who, who was getting changed next to me in the locker room and said, I'm going to go kill somebody today, okay? That's not what we set out to do. We set out to do the opposite. It's a tragedy that this young man lost his life this way. It's a tragedy. But that doesn't take away from the fact that she did not intend to kill him. And if he would have complied, he probably would still be alive. Doesn't take away from it. That's the truth. Okay. I, think, I think you can speak truth to both parts. I mean, and, and, and to, to, to piggyback on that, yes, we know that if he, if he should have complied. But, you know, the thing is, is you go back to that and he did it. You know what? That's the truth. He didn't comply. That doesn't, and we've said this before, so anybody coming in who thinks that we're not really showing any type of empathy, even though he made a mistake and fled and tried to resist, that still does not excuse not an officer sense. for shooting and killing him. It doesn't excuse that, and we know that. We're just yeah. speaking to the whole overall, the incident, speaking true to all angles is all they're trying to do. Hey, Don, Don, let me ask you this one, because you were kind of alluding to mental health before. Uh, somebody wrote down Shalom 3. Do cops go through any training to be aware with the ego and humans with any power that is struggling to help keep it in check? I'll let you answer. My two cents is that's all going to come in field training. Your yep. FTO should be correcting your attitude and telling you what to be aware of. That's my two cents. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of times your ego should be checked at the door. And as cops, we believe that means like before shift. But I think we should hold ourselves a little bit of a higher standard, and that should be before you get hired, before you get before you get that badge, before you get that gun. You need to you need to be properly assessed so that your ego doesn't get in the way. Now that's a tough tough pill to swallow, and that's not always easy to assess. But I think that that's something that we could always you know work on and do better with. I think that if you were an asshole before you became a cop, then you're going to be an asshole with a badge, right? That's, 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 that's the yeah, 100%, 100%. That's it, yeah. right? So um, you can't – there's no way to teach somebody to check their ego at the door. That comes with experience. That comes the first time they tell somebody to get off a corner and they get their jaw checked. They get punched in the face and they say, oh, wow, this is real. I'm, I'm going to be careful how I talk to people the next time. That's how the ego gets checked. OK, um, we need to understand that, again, cops are human. There are shitty doctors, shitty lawyers. There are shitty cops. There are shitty firefighters. There are people who should not, that are cowards, that should never put a badge on. Cowards. Cowards. OK, it, it happens. It's part of it's part of uh, it, it's uh, it's part of society. It's, it's yeah, human, there, human nature. you're exactly right. There's no special pool that we can just take people from and have them be cops guess what that pool is it's all of society and that's the right pool. right we, we don't i think special pool i think that part of part of what has um been detrimental to the hiring in law enforcement 
has been the college requirement to become a cop. I think that they should get rid of that because having a college degree doesn't make you a better street cop. Mm -hmm. I didn't have college when I came on the job. I grew up in the hood. I had to pay the rent with my mother, okay, because my father left, right? I had no, my father wasn't around, so I had to pay the bills. I couldn't go to college. So I got hired, and then three or four years later, they put in this college requirement. Now you have all these kids, no offense, right, because I'm a college graduate now, 25 years later, but <laughs> it, it doesn't make you a better street cop to have a degree, yep. okay? It might make you a better boss later on. Mm -hmm. right? It might make you a better leader, a better manager. I've it's never not going to make you that. a better cop. I've never even right. seen that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. No. I would, never, I would never say that said, said person, either sergeant, corporal, commander, or chief, never. is a better is better at what they do as far as supervising the administration because of the degree. That's right. You're absolutely I just right. Think it, I haven't seen it yet. I think, I think what Angel mentioned is as far as like qualification. I think that's what he was talking to as far yeah. as qualification. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think and, and, and I, I was trying to be a little bit sarcastic there too, but I agree with what you're saying. My thing is, do it for promotional, right? For a sergeant, corporal. We don't have corporals in the NYPD. Do it for a sergeant, a corporal, whoever you go up. But to, to make it a requirement for a street cop, guess what? You're eliminating half the kids in the hood. Yep. The, 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 the kids that have dreams of becoming cops, that want to police their neighborhoods and give back to their community, their dreams die yes. because they can't afford to go to college. Yes. Or good, they, they might not yeah. have the, the acumen to, to get a college degree. And most they might yes. And and most people that have seen it and they want it, they can't get it, they would be the best at it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. You're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate you stopping by. Let me swap you out because I see Thor, my guardian's trying to pop in. Thank you, then, brother. Yeah, appreciate it. Take care, guys. Good night, brother. Be safe, man. Thank you. I want to hit you with this comment from Lisa Marie. To touch on the topic of ego, it is hard with big departments like the NYPD because they have a hard time hiring as it is. Couple that with the current climate, it's difficult. Your thoughts? Me? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, 100%, right? Um, the, 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 the pool is thin, right? It's, it's, it's a shallow, shallow pool, like I said before. And add to that the, the, the college requirement, you know, and, and to your point, right, to her point, you, you, you got people coming, you want to take the test, you want the job, you have an associate's degree, hey, we're hiring you, you know, um, it, it, it's, and it's diminishing the quality um, of, the, of the offices, dare I say it, right, but it diminishes the quality of the offices because now it's um, uh, quantity over quality. Somebody, uh, I, I just saw this question box on the bottom, which I didn't even know was here before. Somebody said, does anyone know how she's doing mentally? Something traumatic happened to her. I'm assuming we're talking about Officer Potter, and I can only imagine. She's a mess. She yeah, posted she's, a, she's a mess, man. And you know what? It's some. It's going to be the responsibility of somebody in that agency who's worked with her to take her in at some point. And you still got you still got to love on her. She made a mistake, well, her, man. You, she made a mistake. And she knows that. This isn't going to be a case, guys, where she goes to court and tries to fight it. She knows what she did wrong. Which is why she resigned because she knows it was better for her department, for her fellow officers, for her to resign at that point. She feels terrible. She feels guilty. She knows she made a mistake. And somebody at some point is going to have to bring her back up at some point and tell her, hey, look, you made a mistake. You're human. You made a mistake. And you got to move on. And you got to live from it. And we're going to get through it. That's 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 important. That's I wouldn't important. be I wouldn't be surprised if she takes a plea. Mark my words. I would not take it. I would not be surprised if it is offered to her, if there's a deal offered to her. Regardless, the city's gonna burn. 
she could they could hang her in a public square and the the, the people who are out for blood are not going to be happy so, and, and, and and to that point what do you want she resigned within a day she's charged within two or three days it's never what, good enough it's no never I would, good enough. you know what I'm, i would resign too absolutely i would absolutely. resign too what's the point i mean i know i messed up what's the point of waiting around to get fired i'm gonna resign and step down too she said it i'm making it easier for my fellow officers right. i had to go she yeah. had she knew she had to go had she stayed there and they said this whole due process and she was paid no, or no, no, no. it would have been a question man do you think with how law enforcement is being portrayed by the media, there will be less people wanting to become an officer due to having fear? A hundred and fifty percent. Yes. One thousand percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. But, but like I said on Fox News the other day, it's a calling for some. And no matter how shitty the job gets and no matter how difficult it gets, there's going to be guys like us that are going to take it anyway. And yep. are going to want to do it. Yep. There's always going to be people that way. Always. Always, man. Always gonna be people. It's gonna be, always be people to do it that way. It's a hundred percent, man. And and to get back on that pool thing, it's just like we're seeing because I don't know about you guys and what 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 NYPD starts off. Um, I know I know how much <laughs> they they're making in Florida, but um, here, I mean, starting pay for 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 a deputy here is thirty four k, bro. That's it. Same thing in New York. Thirty four k, bro. You not yeah. you not. There's other surrounding agencies and cities that are starting people off at 48 50s you know why would anybody want to come work for a city who's going to start you off at 34k you're going to you're going to get the bottom of the barrel people who just you know what i'm stuck in Durham. i'm going to apply here or i'm, I'm stuck they in take it they take it because it's a job they just it's take easy, it because man. it's a job yeah yep. yeah absolutely so so the last part of the the outline that i have written down was basically where are we now and then where do we go from here and what i got from that just my own personal opinion is i think We've had to lower hiring standards around the country. I think that when I started, there was such a, a warrior mindset preached, you mm-hmm. know, and I think we've kind of drifted away towards focusing on college education and kinder, gentler and nicer and please, 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 instead of ask, tell, make. I think we're seeing some of these comments are, that make sense. Some of these comments about uh, changes. I think without a doubt, there are police officers in this country that are afraid to go hands on based on what's going on now. So where do we go from here? I, I don't know. What do you guys think? JR, go ahead. You first. Um, I think it's, um, man, I, I, like I said, I, I've, I've been in the business for, for 10 years, man. And I think that um, it's, it's, it's a lot has changed. And you guys have been in longer than I have, but. Uh, it's a lot has changed in ten years, man, and I think um, a lot of times in my perfect in this in this my career that there's up and down. Things get better, things get worse. Law enforcement is a lot like life. There's a lot of roller coasters, and a lot of times it has to get a lot shittier before it gets a lot better. Um, and I can tell you that, to be honest, you know, if if I wasn't ten years in and I was wasn't on SWAT and promoting and had goals and aspirations, um, I, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably leave, man. Um, but I'm vested in something I always want to do with my dream job and I care about it. And if good guys like me leave the profession, that leaves it to shitty people to lead uh, and change the culture. So that's why I say, um, I think we just got, we got to hold our grounds and we got to, you know, we got to keep our morals and ethics intact. At some point we're going to have to change. We know we're going to have to change as officers. We know there's, there's tactics that are going to change. There's laws that are going to change and we have to be able to adjust with it. We got to be able to bend, but not break at the end of the day. So uh, I just think we just kind of, we hold that line and man, we keep pushing forward, brother. 
I would say amen to everything you said. Um, we got to stay the course. We yeah. got to stay the course because we can't stop being police, right? We, we can't stop uh, being the protectors because we don't do it for the people that hate us. We don't do it for the criminals. We do it for the children, for the elderly, and for the victims. They yeah. want us. They want, like, like, right, a few good men. They want us on that wall. They need us on that wall. It's the truth. We have to, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how tough it gets, we have to continue to fight for people who can't fight for themselves. Yep. That's it. So it's hard. The, the, the proactivity is, is changing and it will continue to change. We can't be as proactive as we once were. They got rid of anti-crime and street crime in New York City, which is why gun crimes have gone up 400%. Okay, because you're not worried about two cops jumping out and playing clothes out of the back of a taxi. Okay, mm -hmm. um, everything it changes, it changes, it evolves, and like you said, a lot of times it gets worse before it gets better. But we got to continue to stay the course and fight the good fight because, I, like, I live, I live in upstate, well, in the suburbs of New York City now, in Orange County, New York. I was born and raised in the Bronx. I still got family in the Bronx. Okay, I don't want the Bronx to burn. People say, oh. Let the Bronx burn. What are you going to do? Give them what they want. I don't want that to happen because mm -hmm. I have aunts and uncles and cousins that live down there. And I don't want them to burn with the city. So we can't. We can't give up. We got to stay the course, man. Life That's sucks. good, Angel. That's good, brother. I want to touch on uh, this. Is It breaks my heart to see. So, And this is a whole other topic. Uh, this woman writes, my husband is in too deep, but I'm still praying for my son for him to quit. It's just not worth it. Wow. Valid wow. fear of ending up dead or in prison. I mean that that's heart wrenching and it's real. That's and, a whole angle with the family. That and I relate. I relate because my son just started the police academy on Monday. Okay, um, I didn't want him to do it. I didn't want him to do it. But what what she knows from her husband is the brotherhood. The brotherhood is strong. Have faith in the brotherhood. Have faith in the example that you and your husband have set for your son, have faith that he has watched the example, has, has, is going to follow in his father's footsteps, and he's going to be good, and he's going to take care of himself. Because, again, like I said, if you were an asshole before you were a cop, now you're an asshole with a badge. If you're a good person with good morals and a good family foundation before you became a cop, you're going to be a damn good cop, and you're going to survive your 20 years, God bless, and, and, and hopefully live to collect that pension to your 150 years old. So my so, heart goes out to you. Let me get to the, let me grab this comment too, because uh, it, it says, uh, it says if this conversation isn't including addressing real system, uh, systematic issues that are present between the black community and law enforcement, then this is pointless. And then the follow-up was three cops not dealing with fears of black mothers everywhere. feels like more of the same. Uh, I think you, I, Keita, I think you kind of came into the conversation a lot late. We've been hitting a lot of topics. I think you may have came in a little bit late. Um, and, and we've we talked about that a little bit. Me and Rich and uh, my buddy Cornell, we talk about it every single day. Uh, it's, a, it's a conversation we have all the time. Uh, it's a conversation that I have with my troops. Uh, there is real systematic injustice and racism uh, in law enforcement. We know what we know how law enforcement started. Law enforcement started off as slaves, slave catchers. We know uh, we know how it started. We know back in the civil rights era how a lot of blacks were treated. Um, and that's really a whole different topic of how we get to the root. We know that that's a big part of the root. Um, we're just talking about strictly these specific incidents. That's great. That's a great question. It's great input. And it's nothing that we're trying to avoid. We're just kind of hitting topic points. So 
don't feel like we're not talking about that or there's something that we can't come back to a later date or we don't ever talk about it at all. We just kind of hit these these points and, and we, we 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 know that. We know that there's we know that there's racism in America. We know that there's there's been four hundred it was four hundred years of slavery. We know the impact that, that did and the psychological bondage and breakdown that it did for people of color. We know that. And it's something that black people are a lot of they're struggling with. You know what I mean? And again, that could be a whole different live that we could talk about for umpteen hours about. Um, but we know that it exists, and I just want to make sure that I acknowledge you that it does exist, and it is something that we have to work on. If we're not, even even the three of us, it's a conversation that has to be happening, not between just law enforcement. It's a conversation that has to be happening at home, in schools. It has to happen everywhere. Um, right. And I, I think you're right. It's an issue, and we need to make point of it, and we need to talk about it more. So don't feel sure. like we're ignoring it, and don't feel like we don't care, and then that's not an issue because it is. To piggyback, to piggyback on that really quick, um, there were over 8,000 black homicides last year in 2020. Police accounted for 0.02% of those homicides. Police aren't the problem in the black community, I'm sorry, and, and whether you want to hear it or not, it, it's the truth. The problem in the black community, the biggest threat to black young men are other black young men and yep. Hispanics as well. And yep. We can't, don't expect us to call out other police when you can't call out members of your community. Don't ask for what you're not willing to give because. And, and the, that, other thing, that, the other thing that we know about that too, Angel, is to add on to that is that that happening, you know, blacks killing blacks, Hispanics killing Hispanics. Hell, whites kill more whites. You're going to kill people yeah. that look like you because yeah. that's who you're dealing with. But yeah. those issues aren't strictly because of the police. That's no education, that's low economics, that's the constraints that have been no put fathers, on blacks no for fathers years, in years, the homes. years No it's, fathers it's, in the it's, homes. It's yeah. way deeper than just police. JR, you got to get out. It's way deeper the than The cost of living yes. in California. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her on? Yeah. You want to you want to She wants to come on. I'm happy to have her on. She's saying don't do the black on black crime. This is why we can't speak. That's a lot. Rich, just just bring just bring her in. That's my cousin. Just bring her in, man. I, that's my family. Bring her in. Oh boy. Uh-uh. Yeah. This is a different I love, conversation. I love, I love her to death. We're going to lose, her, the, head to lose the, oh, the head shrinker. We're going to lose the Oh, we lost the head shrinker. Uh, we got we to gotta make sure we bring her back as well. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll. Top humor. All due respect. The head shrinker. Easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> M-I-Z-Z. M-B-A to you. Got it. Um, what, what, One of the other things before we go into that, if she's willing to join, we're happy to have her on. I'm not afraid to have a conversation with anybody about anything. We do call cops out, but I agree with Angel. And what I wish, by the way, side note from all this with these politicians, is I just wish for once we would hear preaching, comply, comply, comply. Listen to what you're being told from law enforcement instead of constantly running to a microphone to get in front to bash us. That's what I wish we would hear. Anyway, oh, there we go. Hi. Cousin. Hello. Let's go. What do you got for us? Okay. So I will say this, right? JR knows me fairly well, bro. We, we, we're family. We're cousins, yeah. right? So I go, I will go harder for that man than anybody on this phone. Anybody. He knows that. <laughs> you understand? Right he knows I will fight a grizzly bear for him. <laughs> right? He's a, he's a grizzly bear. You know. Yeah. That's right? because I right know y'all law enforcement and I know y'all have his back, but y'all don't have his back like me, bro. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> but let me say this too. I have a 22 year old son. Okay. 
So one of the things I hate when we have these conversations is there are systematic issues, but telling me about black on black crime, as soon as we bring it up, it, that doesn't help me. I will tell you now, JR knows this. My son, I, I don't have a threat of black on black crime, especially where I'm at. Mm -hmm. My biggest threat to my son is law enforcement. Why? Say six four. Why? I'm why, gonna tell why? you. I'm gonna tell you. Hold on. He is a six four black man in a predominantly white community. He is a he has a concealed and carry. He is very responsible. He has never been in trouble. He has never had any issues. But the way that I have to train him to stay safe when dealing with law enforcement, you know, it came to the point because my dad trained me, my, my dad trained my brothers, right? When my son was of age, he was 16 and JR, no, because I called him when this happened. His thing was, why you train like I, i'm not gonna remember all that why you training me why don't you why don't y'all do something about law enforcement mm -hmm. so i did i took my son to marches because as much as people want to paint black lives matter i don't know nothing about organization but i know about the pain of black mothers so i've taken them to marches sure, but i also i also called the dollars going called, nope. wait i also called the chief of police Again, JR can attest to this. He didn't know me from a can of plant. I spent hours at the police force. I've taken my son to panels to talk about some of the fears that we're dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. The issue comes in if I'm trying to keep my son safe and every time something comes out, removing the bar, that's scary. What right? is your what is your what is your fear? What is your fear that you're projecting onto your son of the police? I, what I'm is it based on? He has a real fear. My so son, why? Why? So why? Part of been, it is, has he ever been mistreated part, by the police? Part of it is our we are taught at a very young age to have the talk. Okay, it's certain things that are ingrained in you at a very young age, right? Mm -hmm. The yeah. talk is one of them. I'm right? Puerto Rican. I have an 18 year old son who's right. six foot so four. We don't have I had the to talk, talk with him too. of how to stay how to make it through a police encounter, then he's not subject to come home. Yeah, but you I know, have, but I have white friends. I have white friends that had that talk with their children as well. Right. Um, trying, listen, if you have a whole nation of black mothers and fathers that are telling mm -hmm. you that this literally grips our throat when our child walks out the door. It does. It does. It does can't breathe someday but is it but wait, is it based but on is it based on something hold on let me moderate let me moderate for, hold on, we're, hold on, hold on. we're watching videos that are playing on loop and yeah, the media yeah. the media oh, plans are play the media plays Kita, 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 Kita. you you talk you, you saying some great stuff and i know how passionate you are but let's share these opinions you're talking and we're hearing you and it's really good it's really good for this for the, but let give them a chance to respond and then if, if they ask okay. you a question and okay. make sure you don't go off on the tangent make sure you answer their specific i will question. try but y'all have to too understand when you're dealing with the life and death of your child your Absolutely. your heart operate different yeah. so i am right. trying mm -hmm. to speak without i know because you I, look, you, I, talk, I told him before you came in you passionate and i love that's what uh, i, that's what I love about you but so we, a also, we also do to do to 
the fact that we're on this live, we want to make sure we get your questions answered. We want to have that dialogue back. Give okay. us a chance to give you some to, to, okay. to answer those questions and for us to respond to you. There's a couple ahead, of there's ahead. a couple of things that I would I would ask or I would say. Um, you said yourself that you live in a predominantly white neighborhood, right? Um, you said yourself that your son has been on panels and has spoken to the police that work in that community. Okay. No, this um, community. This is a new one, but in our previous community, yes. Okay, all right. So if I have an 18 year old son who's six mm -hmm. foot four who just started driving last last uh, year, right? Mm -hmm. I had to talk with him as well. Um, my Irish partner from the NYPD has uh, a 26 year old son who's six, six. He's had to talk with him as well. It's, we have to teach, um, instead of teaching fear of the police, we need to teach, and I'm not telling you how to be a mother, please don't take it that way. I, I, that's, we have to teach respect as opposed to fear. We have to teach uh, compliance as opposed to having this, you know, why are you stopping me? You know, I don't have to show you anything because me, I'm retired, right? I'm no longer a police officer. When I get pulled over, I get nervous. And I don't get nervous because I feel like somebody's going to shoot me. I get nervous because I'm like, oh, shit. Now the cop's going to come. I might get a summons. You know, something, whatever. I'm 6'5". I'm almost 300 pounds. I'm a big boy. I got to get out of the car to get my wallet. A trooper doesn't want me getting out of the car when they see me. So I get what you're saying. And you're mm -hmm. right to have that anxiety as a parent right we have that anxiety but you can't perpetuate the lie that there are that the police are inherently racist that's not true that's not but true that's not true in your world listen it's not true what in I'm the country the statistics back it up what i'm saying is if it's a systematic issue somewhere right what you naturally do is look at every look at it like this is a, a real fear, right? So if he's he's illegal, he carries a gun everywhere he goes, right? right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you look at cases, and I think what makes this worse now is we see it on tape. We see mm -hmm. it on tape, and black trauma is played on loop on every media station. All Don't watch that Amazon. Don't watch that new Amazon show because okay? it'll kill you. That's all it, they do is talk about black trauma. On loop. We hear young boys or young men calling for their mothers, right? That mm -hmm. these stoke the fears. I'm not saying all law enforcement are bad. You're sitting there with my cousin. I just told you I would fight the devil barefoot for, and he know that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I also would die for my son, and I'm just trying to keep him living. If to enhance this conversation, the worst thing you could do sometimes is bring up black on black crime. But Talk here's so he didn't, I don't think he, I don't think he really I, he well. It was a tiny, tiny little piece that he said, and it's a fact that we can't ignore. I also want to counter with some of what you said that I learned from a very young age. I got pulled over when I was 17 on the Meadowbrook Parkway in Long Island, New York, by a New York State trooper. I was in a black Mitsubishi 3000 GT. A lot of people don't even know what kind of car that is. That's black cool. car, black tinted windows. I'm a white male. I was on my way home from work. I worked at TGI Fridays in Westbury. Do you know, like a dumb idiot that I was, and I say that because it, it was stupid of me, I didn't know. I'm pulled over. I'm thinking, man, this guy's taking forever. What do I do? I open the driver's side door and I step out of the car. Do you know what that trooper did? Jumped out of his car, pointed his gun at me. I've never been so scared before ever. I got right back in the car when he told me, get back in the car. So I got back in the car. 
I went home later, had a conversation with my father. First thing out of my, my father's mouth is, what did you do to get pulled over? I said, he was targeting me. I, gotta, I don't want to hear. What did you do to get pulled over? I said, well, he said I was speeding. All right, so I was wrong for speeding. Next part, why are you so upset that he pointed his gun at you? And my dad's not even a cop. AC refrigeration heating mechanic that has his own business for forever. Um, anyway, so w what happened that the trooper reacted that way? I said, I got out of the car. Well, why the hell would you get out of a car? What's going through his mind? These are the real conversations that people need to have. Instead of making excuses and saying fear, 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 fear. I get it. It's a real fear. Somebody very close to me just recently told me a conversation that broke my heart. And JR can attest to it. Cop family. Husband and wife are police officers. His daughter said, if I have to call the police to get help, how do I know that I'm not going to get hurt when they show up? You know what? That's heartbreaking. She's grown up in a police family of a husband and wife police officer. So you know she's got good parenting at home, pro-law enforcement, etc. Where is she getting that from? The media, school, peers? I don't know. But I'm just... I'm telling you, I agree with somebody said it earlier. A lot of this starts at home. We got to be. You have, I want y'all to look right now at some of the comments and what some of the people on here are selling, saying. I'm telling you now, this doesn't further the conversation. This makes you have further divide. It doesn't, it doesn't make it doesn't wait, make. It's wait, not, listen to me. I listen respectfully. If you're telling people that the sole issue they got to deal with is just raise a good kid. That's not true. No, that's not true. It's that's, not true. And that's, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is Listen, if you... We watch on tape as Philando Castile was respectful I that up. I with that up. a gun in the car. I brought that up. That was horrible. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Wait, and nobody, but, but the thing is, is that here, and let me pick it back up that up. because nobody's, nobody's saying that. You know, nobody, Let, nobody look at look at right now. Take a look at what your comments are saying. Raise your child right. No, no, no. But here's the respect. Let me ask you this, Kita. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me get personal with this. Comply. Get the hell out of here. No, no, no. We we talked we talked about that. We just we are, said that just but we said that. Okay, and we said that just because you comply. I'm telling you now. Go ahead, okay. Jack. It's not that you don't want to hear it. Of course, you're not going to hear it right now, but that's the point we had this conversation. It's, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not trying to change your mind. You believe in what you want to believe, just like you want us to believe what you want to believe. Everybody's going to have a different opinions, but I can tell you right now, because I'm not afraid of the police, and it's not because I am a police. I'm more afraid of getting shot down in my own community by somebody who looks like me more than I am the police. It just happened to me in November. So everybody that has that fear, everybody doesn't have the fear and LeBron killed me for saying it, that all these black people have some undying fear of the police. Because you know what? I don't fear the police. I've never feared the police before. I was one before. I came one. I've never feared it. Reacting, y'all. This I've is never why said, we don't have fear. conversations. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but my fear, so your fear may be totally different than mine. Maybe totally different goodbye. than mine. I, Listen, there's, I, no, there's the top, nothing wrong. Go and then JR, you can follow up. There's nothing wrong with having to talk with your child, but you have to, the exclamation point should be, police are not racist and police are not looking to kill you. Respect right. over fear. That should be the end of the sentence. Have the talk all you want. But if you go into the talk by telling your child, which a lot of people do, because I've heard it myself, you know, fuck the police, be careful, they're looking to kill you, they're looking to hurt you, they're all racist, you're gonna get killed, you have, because you're a black man, you're targeted. 
you're not doing anything but perpetuating the fear and giving. She didn't tell me that her son was ever stopped or harassed by the police. He's so, never been. Well, I, I can tell you, he's never been stopped and harassed. He's one. He's one of the most polite, most respectful, most educated. He's not going to be targeted by the police. I don't care how nobody is. he is. And if he does get stopped and he does jump out of the car, she is going to whip his ass. Right. Police target <laughs> She's gonna whip criminals. his ass. And she knows police that. Target, so police, he's not. Police target criminals. Police don't target people on the basis of That's not happening, man. It's not happening. Listen, and the I thing is, that's one of the things that we have to, and I, I know we got two minutes, but that's the thing that we have to stop doing is that it's okay to empathize with these situations, but we have to stop always trying to put ourselves in these shoes. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to be honest, if my kid, I'm going to be upset at the officer for wrongfully killing my child, but if my child resisted and did something willfully to put that officer in a position to make that mistake to begin with, you got to be upset with it. There's an issue with that. And we got to stop trying to just play the victim in every situation and put ourselves and our sons and our daughters and our mothers and our grandmothers in every situation that we just, we, we, we can't continue to do that, man. We got to have we gotta have honest conversation. We we both we can agree to disagree on some things, but we have to realize that I'm I, I'm raising two little girls, bro. One's about to be six and one's about to be three. Little mixed little babies, you know what I mean? And and they live with a cop, you know what I mean? They live with a cop, and I'm still gonna have the talk with them, but I'm not. They don't. They're not gonna be taught to fear the police because you know what? Daddy's the police. Look how daddy treats you. Look how daddy treats people at work. She's gonna see how good the police are by how I serve and how I treat people and how I treat my wife at home and how I treat them. She's going to see me. They know when I go in, in, in uniform, daddy, you going to help people? They don't ever say, daddy, you going to kill people. Because and I'm there's thousands of bro. cops and there's thousands of cops like you all over the country. The majority of cops are just like you all over the country. Listen, if we take 2% and we say they're 2% that are shitty out of 850,000, it's a lot, but it's not. You it's, know what I'm saying? better than the priests. It's better than teachers. It's better than all the other things. Um, just filtering through the comments before we have to wrap this up on time. If you only knew how down to earth the majority of cops are, wow, people really have no idea how much cops love their communities. The media wants fear and division. That's right. Uh, no one has done more to protect black lives than the police who reduce crime in some of the worst neighborhoods. Black lives always matter. Black lives always matter, not only when they're taken by the police. Always. That's my message. Always. That's my message. Black lives always matter. Not the only when the police take them. The media is the problem, always keeping people scared to keep them tuned in. Uh, I disagree. I feel like all the police in my area are racist. Well, uh, that's horrible. That's, I, would probably, to, I, would, I would probably go make a complaint. Yeah, go, go to the state police and make Move a complaint. Some, if you yeah, have, make, if you what have are you doing, what are you doing to fix that? Besides talking right. you loud about it. Or take the police, take the police test. And be the change. That's what I do. I disagree. I feel like all the police in my area. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. That's there's no way that every police in your area is racist. But okay, Angel, this was to what you said earlier: facts over emotions. And I think that's the problem. I think some people have a hard time listening to the facts. Facts before feelings, always, always, always. Bro. Facts don't give a shit about your feelings. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's keep, see. keep going through some of these. They're good, Rich. Keep going through some of them. Exactly. We all know what we have at home. Starts at home. Starts it does. At home, bro. It starts at home. I'm gonna tell you right now. It starts at home. It has to start at home. Police read body language. 100. percent If you can't read body language, you can't do this job. I worked in a predominantly black and Hispanic neighborhood. Guess who I pulled over more than anybody? White people, because I knew 
if they came to my neighborhood after eight o'clock at night, they, they were looking for no a good, home bro. or they were looking for drugs. <laughs> so does that make me racist? Right. I over white people all the time because they didn't belong in my hood. They did not yep. belong there. Yep. That doesn't make me racist. That makes me a good cop, right? Uh, this I don't is, believe I don't and I don't believe the car, cops just target black people I, I, or a specific person or how they look. I think they target a lot of times they target behavior. Target, it's a mindset. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has it's nothing to do with skin. Half, half the cars it's I pull over, I don't even know who the people are on the car before I stop. It's them. a mindset. I, it's, it's, hey, it's, Jr., can you go through the? I see Juliet XO. Can you guys answer my question? I didn't see the question. I apologize. Can well, you try, uh, okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll go through it. Uh, somebody else said yes, but with mothers like that, this is never going to stop. The parents put it in their head to disobey the cop because they are bad people and it's bullshit. She's, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would disagree with that. I think that she's letting her emotions get the best of her. Um, yep. if her kid, if what JR said is, is true about her son, that means that her son is a reflection of her and she's done a, a, a phenomenal job. She's just emotional and she's just not listening to facts. And, she, and, and you know, and rightfully so, she has a right to be emotional because I understand what she's going through yeah. emotionally. And it's okay, for to feel, it's, it's okay for her to feel that way. She's dialogue. a phenomenal mother. She's a phenom she works at the Pentagon. She's one of the well, most educated, have, most educated women dialogue. I know. Um, she and she's emotional, but she has civil discourse. I'm trying to have civil discourse. I'm trying to find, oh. I'm trying to find. Can you just ask? See if Julie can ask the question again. I'm. I'm trying to look for it. I didn't. I didn't see it either. We got a lot of good feedback. A lot of good comments. Somebody else just said, "Fight it out in court and not on the street. Keep it clean. You have no worries. Most wear body cameras. Completely agree, especially now." Uh, Steve said, "Society has said people are entitled to fight with the cops. A person who goes to the job with a gun on his hip, why is that not called out? Let it go and live." Yeah, th th this is what's become accepted in society. And, and, you know, there was an earlier, I was on a live earlier with somebody and they were talking about this. Uh, I have a right to know why I'm stopped. I have a right to ask questions. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. I have never in my career done a traffic stop where I have not said why I pulled you over. Ever. Same. Same. And, yeah. and the time to, if it's stressful, if it's a high risk stop and, I, and we're doing a felony traffic stop, no. I'm not going to answer your question right there. Once the situation is safe, absolutely. We can talk all day, all night, but there's a time and a place. I want to go ahead. There's a lot real quick. There's a lot of people that think that when we say somebody fit the description, that that's bullshit. And I can tell you uh, me being a street cop for as long as I was, most of the stops that I initiated were based on somebody fitting a description of a person who was wanted of a crime as cliche as it sounds. We get that all the time and we're forced to interact with people. It doesn't mean that we're targeting them because they're black or white or yellow. It means that we're answering a radio run or a call for service where somebody fits a description. That is a real aspect of police work, a real aspect of police work. I want to get, get Julia to ask, to ask a question. That's what I'm typing in the chat. Keep yeah, on, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't see it. This thing's going to probably cut us off in four minutes. So oh, let's go. Let's give the shrink about a minute. The head shrinker, the head shrinker. <laughs> we'll give you a minute for some last thoughts from the mental aspect, the mental side of the house. Just about a minute before it cuts us off. Sure thing. Uh, the Marines would, would call me the wizard. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm the shrink in, in the cop world. Um, you know, I just want to just comment because the emotions got so incredibly high and, and 
you could see it unfolding, right? Her emotions got higher, then yours got higher, then his got higher, then hers got higher. And we're all trying to outbeat and out out vocalize, right? And and I understand, but you know, if we're gonna have healthy discourse, we gotta breathe and and Usa. and don't right and woosa. Let yeah. you know facts over feelings. Let's get the feelings off the table. Yeah, we're charged. Um, and and I, I really felt her fear listening to her talk. Yeah. And um and unfortunately, and mad respect. I'm a mama, mad respect for mamas. And and we love our boys and we're afraid for our boys, but we cannot pass that fear down. You know, as parents, if we're afraid of dogs, guess what's gonna happen? We're gonna pass that fear of dogs onto our kids. Yep. So if we're afraid of our babies getting shot guess what we're passing that fear on to our kids so unfortunately Project, rich, rich, i know i see your mouth moving, bro you can't shut it down you have to bring it back bro. This I, I was good, just bro. Can, can you guys give me like 20 minutes because i i got two really good questions jr please i want you to hit on this one how do you have that talk to your child when you come from divorced parents and the other side feels different that that's a good Ooh, i'm going through that i'm uh, going through that actually. Right, let's let's do that's a part a tough one. now okay because this one's okay. going to shut off. So let's do part three. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do you want me back bring, or no? Are you good? Bring the, bring the, bring the wizard yeah, come back. back. Bring the wizard back. back. All right. I'm coming back. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> 